Welcome to this episode of Saintly Witnesses, where I talk to the Catholic behind the account. Today, I'm speaking with Javier, who's going to come through and share some information about his cradle Catholic upbringing and discuss why it's important to be an ambassador for Christ in a postmodern world. So thank you for coming through and, um, you know, giving us this information this evening. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah. So on social media, Javier is probably like one of the most vocal people that I see always um, contributing and giving a lot of facts about the church and just being a, a strong ambassador for Christ in a postmodern world where there's so many, you know, competing worldviews vying for attention. But uh, as we all know, as Catholics, we believe that the church has the fullness of faith and truth. And we think our, um, we, we think ours is the best and we have all the evidence and proof to go behind it. And so hopefully uh, through this conversation that we're gonna have today, uh, we can have some more information on uh, why it's important to represent the Catholic truth in our, uh, pluralistic relativist world so let's get started um you're a cradle catholic tell us about you know your upbringing like how was your faith growing up middle to now all right well i was born and raised in uh kissimmee florida um i was baptized catholic uh grew up with my grandparents who were catholic um they instilled the faith on me uh went to catechism first communion confession did all the steps, became an altar server. Uh, later on, I think it was, you know, as a cradle Catholic, you kind of don't really um, go deep in your faith as I would say converts. I think converts have the difference between a cradle Catholic because a convert actually studies their faith before becoming a Catholic versus a Catholic. They just, they are a Catholic and they have no reason to look in the faith. For me, uh, where I started digging into my faith, I would say it was in high school when Protestants uh, came in and like, hey, you guys follow the Pope, you guys do this, you guys do that. And I'm just like, whoa, how do, how do I answer all these questions? And then I think that's when I started getting into apologetics. Um, then I started to figure out like, wow, okay, maybe the Catholic faith really has all the answers that, I'm, that I need. Um, and then I would say I joined the Marine Corps. I think that's where I really saw the difference between the secular world and religion world because in the Marine Corps there's you have so diverse so many different types of people um people are super religious during boot camp but after that that just dies off and it's up to on you on, on myself it was up to me to like continue on my faith and I think from there is when I started to look into arguments for God existence um arguments for truth and stuff like that and that's where I think my formation became more intellectual um getting deeper into theology like realizing that all the stuff that I learned as a child like you that you don't grasp until you finally dig in like the Eucharist actually being Christ himself um you know stuff like that um I, and then now here in California I, I was I was in Japan and now I'm in California um, I've been, ex I've been able to experience the traditional Latin mass, uh, right now I go to an ordinary parish, which is Anglican priests who converted to become Catholic priests. Um, and I just feel like in those type of parishes, you, you have a deeper belonging, like versus other cradle Catholics to 
Catholics who are actually living the faith, practicing the faith, and are willing to, you know, other other converts as well, stuff like that. Was there anything, um, as you were discovering the Catholic faith and discovering the, you know, the intellectual tradition of the, the church, was there any memorable teaching or figure or anything that impacted your uh, faith journey? Yeah, so I think uh, the first book I read was uh, Who Am I to Judge by Edward Sree. And it's funny because I had all these different books and I go to my wife, I'm like, hey, which, which book should I read? And she's like, oh, you definitely need to read this one. Who am I to judge? So I, I started reading into it. And then um, just the way, like I expected the book to be like, you need to be humble and, you know, like not be so judgmental. But the way that Edward Sree really put that book was that there is a right and wrong, that God is basically the manual to our life as us, like, Whenever you buy a product from somebody, you have a manual and you follow the manual. And if you don't follow the manual, then you might run into, into issues. And then same for us. When we don't follow our creator, we're going to fall into our own situations that are not things that we want us to lead into. Um, other people that I would say, uh, Scott Hahn, other theologians, Dr. Brent Petrie, they're, they're awesome books and talks. Also, the people in my life, uh, my grandparents, they were able to raise me to become a, you know, a practicing Catholic. Uh, my aunt, she kind of pushed me to go to the traditional side. And I think that's where I became a lot more intellectual. Uh, also, the deacons and priests in my life who have guided me, um, you know, kind of giving me that be a man type thing to not just to like, you know, avoid sin, avoid stuff like that, like that, that kick in the butt that every man I think needs from here, from time to time. Yeah, that's important. And, uh, you know, Dr. Edward Sri, I can remember my wife was converting to the Catholic Church and in her RCIA class, uh, they watched uh, Dr. Edward Sri mm -hmm. videos and uh, they were very impactful. The way he explained the faith was super clear, and it made sense and it was, um, you know, very attainable because Catholicism can be very, um, you know, very big to yes. unpack. But it was three, he made it so digestible for everybody in the, in the classroom. So, yeah, I definitely would second him as a resource. Um, so, yeah, what would you say? I mean, you've been a cradle Catholic, but. Uh, what, was some, what was something you would say to somebody who was uh, discerning or wanting to become Catholic? Like, what's some things that you would say to that person? I think, uh, well, to anybody, I think the, the, the four main questions are, does God exist? And if God exists, then, okay, the next question is, which religion? And when like when you go to high school or college like you you, le you learn world religions and they try to make it where buddhism muslim jewish it's, it's all the same they just they have the same ethics some ethics here and there they, they're different but for the most part they're different but i think that's something that they get wrong because the biggest difference between christianity and all the other religions is and 
And Jewish, you have the prophets who say, I talk to God. Muslims, you have Muhammad says, I talk to God. Buddhism, I have a way, whatever. Jesus, he comes in and he's like, I'm God. So the second question is, is, is Jesus God? And if he's God, then did Jesus create a church? And if Jesus did create a church, then which church is it? And I think that's where, where it boils down to. If, if you're already a Christian, then did Jesus create a church? Because in Matthew 16, 18, we see that he says, upon this rock, I'll build my church. So obviously he, he, his mission was to build a church. Um, now, he also says that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He also says that um, it would be guided by, by all truth, not some truth, not till 1516, not, you know, till the end of time. Um, also, just looking back at the Catholic Church teachings through, through the centuries, um, like abortion today, in 19, around the 1900s, uh, some Christian churches were all against it. And then slowly you see other denominations like, oh, well, it's okay. Contraception's okay. Stuff like that. Like the Holy, the, all these churches said that the spirit guides them, but the spirit was wrong in this year, but then it changes mind this year. And that doesn't make sense. So I think with, with that, you have to look at something that stays true. Also a church that is hated. Like everybody for some reason hates Catholics and if they hate Catholics, it's because they hate Jesus. Yeah, that's definitely important. I think one point that you mentioned is uh, like we're in Protestantism, you know, the idea that there are, regardless if there aren't really 35,000 denominations, mm -hmm. anymore, any one more than one is way too many. And so yeah. uh, when we think about did Jesus Christ find a church? Yeah, he found a church. Did he find a church with authority? Yep, because you can see when Jesus is talking about forgiveness and he's like, take it to the church. And so this yep. church obviously has some sort of boundaries, uh, physical boundaries that people can see. So yeah, that's definitely important. Um, so yeah, let's go to the next part. So at the beginning, you know, I mentioned that you are, you know, a real strong ambassador for uh, the Catholic truth on social media, um, what influenced you to, you know, be a voice and representative for um, truth and the Catholic faith on social media like that? Why, why do you do such, why do you do that? Um, I think I do that because I wanna share the truth. It's not, I'm not trying to boast. I'm not trying to be proud of myself. Um, if anything, I want others to hear the truth. Um, sometimes it might come off a little too strong. Sometimes a little, you know, merciful but i think it's important to spread the faith um because when jesus came and the apostles they jesus told them to go in town a lot of people today will say oh just keep your faith to yourself but that, that we're denying jesus at that point like the sanhedrin telling peter and the apostles to you know um stop doing what they're doing and peter replies with we're not supposed to obey men we're supposed to obey god uh and then in the the books of the the acts the first chapter, um, we see that Jesus is ascending into heaven and we see the apostles just saying like, are you like, are you going to do it? Like, cause this is the, the apostles growing up Jewish. They knew that the Messiah was going to come and bring a kingdom. And the apostles are like, is this finally going to happen? And Jesus goes and says, no, you are. And he's telling us the same thing that we're to go out and spread the truth and, you know, spread the gospel and bring people to Christ. Like, one thing that, that uh, 
I think I started doing is whenever I receive the Eucharist, I try to pray to God and tell me like, Hey, I want you to, I want to be like Mary. I'm receiving Christ inside me and I want to spread Jesus to the rest of the world. And I think that's something that if all Catholics did it, we'd have a lot more converts. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. If we really did heed the call to, to live out what it means to be uh, an ambassador for Christ in our actions and, you know, whether it be in works of mercy and in actually, uh, you know, missionary work-ish, missionary type endeavors where we talk to people and try to figure out um, like, hey, I know we have differences, but let's talk and see if we can have a dialogue about you know, your tradition and my tradition. I think mm -hmm. if we really did heed the call of what it means to, um, I guess, be a bridge to other Catholic right. faith to others, uh, a lot of things could happen. Um, so my next question is, you know, we live in a world where there's so many different uh, worldviews competing for dominance. Like what makes, why, why should the Catholic view uh, have preeminence over all other views? Um, because it's true. Uh, if, if Jesus is truly God, how he says he is, um, then, and if he created the church and that's his church, uh, a lot of people today will say that, oh, well, Jesus was just a prophet or he was just, you know, a good guy. But as C.S. Lewis, Lewis says, is he can only be, he's only God, or he can either be a liar or a lunatic. He can't be some dude who just comes in and says, hey, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, then like, and if he's not God, then that's kind of weird for him to say. Um, and the, I think the biggest difference between Catholicism and other ones is that, you know, like I said before, Jesus says he, who he is and he is God. And if Jesus is God, then that means he's something that we have to conform to. And if Jesus built the church, then that's, I think that's where it goes from there. And I think somebody would have to prove that wrong in order for it to not be right. So what I'm hearing you say is that because the Catholic view is true, it deserves our attention. Like it, it, it deserves our obedience because, you know, it is what it is. Right. Jesus came, he landed here on earth and he gave us all this truth and revelation and you know, we got a, we had this choice of whether we gonna go left or right. And so we ultimately have to uh, submit to, um, to what Jesus had given us, which makes the Catholic uh, point of view true. Um, like next point is this, you know, what, what makes Catholicism so appealing? Like when I converted to the Catholic church, one thing that really caught my attention was uh, the history of the Catholic church. Like, wow, here's like, 2000 years of continuity. Um, yeah, and the idea of a church, like you mentioned, like this idea of a, a visible entity, a visible and invisible entity with a collection of believers with boundaries was something that was so appealing to me. So what do you think is what makes Catholicism so appealing uh, to anyone? I think um, the Catholic church is appealing to anyone. I mean, if you go to any Catholic church, just the beauty. You see the, you know, statues of saints, statues of Mary, people who were in our spot and are now in heaven, uh, being our guides, uh, re reading their, their lives, how 
how broken they were and how Jesus came in their life and, you know, made them to become a saint. Uh, another beautiful thing about the Catholic church is the sacraments, uh, through baptism, you, you are baptized with Christ, uh, through confession, you meet Jesus through, and his mercy through the priest, um, in the Eucharist is God himself coming under a veil of bread and allowing us to take him within us, which is pretty awesome. Um, you know, stuff like that. It's it's just bizarre to how close we can come to God and how much we don't deserve to be close to him. And the Catholic Church brings that to us. Yeah, it's beautiful that you said it that way. Uh, so my next question is, uh, why should we, you know, take this this universal, why should we heed this universal call to, you know, boldly living out our faith? Uh online or in our workplace or just in our, our daily lives? Why should we heed that call? Um, I think it's important to take the call because as Jesus demand or commanded his apostles to go and live that life, whether it's you're having an online podcast, you're posting stuff on Twitter or Facebook, or you're going out and, you know, everybody has their different way of evangelizing. Um, but as long as you're going out and spreading the truth, um, uh, I think what Steve Ray said once was he was in heaven and his, he saw his neighbor who he never spoke to God about. And th this is all just a story that he just made up. But um, he, he was in heaven. And then, like, he says, they say, Steve Ray. And he's like, you're, you're going to heaven. He's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to heaven. And then he's walking. And then he hears, like, John Smith. He's like, oh, that's my neighbor. Let's see what happened. And the, the Peter says, uh, sorry, John, but you're not coming to heaven. And John Smith is just there saying, why the heck didn't you tell me, Steve? Why didn't you tell me about this? And Steve's just like, well, I didn't want to intrude on your beliefs. And there goes John into hell. And I think sometimes we're too scared to, to um, share our beliefs because we're scared of getting judged. But at the end of the day, if we don't share our beliefs, that might lead them to the wrong judgment that we don't want anybody to go through. As we conclude this interview, I just definitely want to say thank you for coming through and sharing, um, you know, your cradle Catholic upbringing and sharing the importance of um, living out the Catholic faith and proclaiming it in a, you know, postmodern world where there's just so many different uh, worldviews vying for attention. But again, the Catholic, the Catholic view has that preeminent um, uh, status. So thank you for highlighting and uh, being a good ambassador for that and definitely keep you in my prayers and uh, make sure the listeners also keep you in our in their prayers too. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. So this is going to include this episode of Saintly Witnesses and you guys can um, tune in for the next episode. Mm -hmm.